Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Thanks for calling Toyota. This is Jan. How can I help? Hi, thanks for telling my family and me about Toyota's national sales event. We got a new RAV4 during the event and it's been great. Well, that makes me happy. Right now through September 6th, It is the best time to drive off in a new Camry Hybrid, Tacoma, and more. So what are you up to? You know, we took the RAV4 to a great spot, and now we're exploring a cave. Amazing. Yeah, my wife talked me into spelunking. I'm actually a complete and absolute amateur. Absolute amateur. Absolute amateur. Huh, I could have done without the echo on that. Toyota's national sales event is on. Visit your participating Toyota dealer today to enjoy every last second of summer. Toyota, let's go places. See your participating Toyota dealer for details. Dealer inventory may vary. Event ends September 6th. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to Gamecock Central Radio. Emerson Phillips joined by Wes Mitchell. We're taking a look at the South Carolina Clemson game on Saturday night. Wes, we knew there was a talent gap between the Gamecocks and the Tigers, and it was really on display Saturday night. There's just no two ways about it. Yeah, you know, I thought it was interesting ever since the uh, press conference after the game. You know, Muschamp was asked several different questions about certain aspects of the game and why it went a certain way. And, you know, he, on multiple occasions within the short five minutes, uh, said, you know, they, they have good players or they have really good players. And, you know, I, I thought that sort of this idea of, you know, Muschamp's going to have to come in and recruit to rebuild the roster and, you know, stack classes on top of classes uh, was just absolutely on full display, you know, for for what what you can do by doing that and sort of what you have to do to match up Clemson because, um, you know, I, I thought if you looked at the game, that basically Clemson just outmatched, outtalented, outmanned South Carolina in just about every way. Um, you know, and, and people can talk about a game plan. People can talk about, um, you know, play calling. You can talk about any number of things. But if you're outmanned at the point of attack, meaning if Clemson's defensive front is getting pressure on you, uh, they're stopping your run, they're, they're able to get pressure rushing three, you know, at times. When I'm talking about rushing four, if you can rush three and get pressure, then there's no play calling on the planet that that can fix that. So, uh, you know, if you have that issue, and then on the other side, Clemson uh, can just run the ball at will, basically. They're getting, you know, seven yards, ten yards, nine yards, just a clip, you know, on, on that side. And there's there's really nothing you can do. So I, I thought I thought Clemson probably played their best game of the season as far as being ready and uh, coming out and, and executing. And I think we all need for South Carolina to have any shot. Clemson was going to have to help them out a little bit. Clemson was going to have to play bad. So Clemson is kind of one of those things where South Carolina just ran into a buzzsaw. South Carolina didn't play their best. Clemson played their best game of the season, and 
you know, then, gosh, I mean, you talk about the play up front, but then you throw in the fact that Mike, you know, Mike Williams uh, may, may be the best receiver in the country. Um, and if you're South Carolina, as Muschamp explained, you, you have to commit an extra defender to the box to have any thought of possibly slowing down the run. Well, once you do that, then, you know, you're leaving yourself on an island at times to, to the outside with Mike Williams. So uh, there's really, you, you know, you throw in that type of skill talent to try to defend it uh, on top of the fact that they're dominating you up front. Uh, that's, that, that's just a complete recipe for disaster for South Carolina. So, so not only were they outmanned and out-talented, but it was just a horrible uh, matchup for Carolina anyway. Certainly was. Clemson, with its most complete effort of the season, I don't think there's any disputing that. They outgained South Carolina 622 yards to 218, 40 first downs for Clemson to 14 for the Gamecocks. Clemson quarterbacks completed 29 of 35 passes. They threw for 372 yards in the ball game. Mike Williams caught six balls for 100 yards and three touchdowns. And it was really the running of Wayne Gallman early in the ball game that helped get the Clemson offense going. 19 carries for 112 yards for Wayne Gallman. So, Wes, you know, I'm sure most folks listening today watched the game on Saturday night. No need to continue to go over all the numbers. It was obviously a lopsided game, 56-7 to the final. And the Gamecocks now start to look to the big picture, Wes. And the upside is that it's just one loss. A lot of talk about that here in the aftermath of the game. You know, it is just one loss. And even though it's a bitter pill to swallow, that does not change the fact that the Gamecocks are bowl-bound. And this young football team that is you know, roster-laden with freshmen and sophomores gets an extra month of practice to prepare for the bowl game. And if Carolina can win that bowl, that would give them a winning record. And after last year's 3-9 and nine campaign, that would be a real positive going into next year. Yeah, and, you know, I think if you're South Carolina, um, be it players or coaches, you have to also use this game as motivation going forward. Because, you know, I think we've all seen the improvement in the program. We all know, you know, much champ and staff have been able to the win total. But, you know, we've seen the progress on the recruiting trail. But at the same time, I think a loss like this, also, if you're Muschamp and your staff, it makes you almost, um, even though you know you're improving, it makes you look at every single aspect of how you're doing things and say, is there is there something else we're missing? Is there anything else? You know, th- this is a this is a game that's going to cause some self um, evaluation. I think as far as uh, are, is there is there anything else we change to possibly. Uh, make this progress come faster next year. Because so, sometimes, sometimes you're moving forward, and because the overall program is going in the right direction, maybe you overlook a thing here, a thing there, and then a few years in, I, I think I think a guy like Butch Davis at Tennessee is a perfect example. They've recruited well, and they've become a more talented program, but there are still things that possibly were overlooked along the way because they were steadily improving that are still costing them games now that they do have the talent. So they're a better team, but you're, when you face similar teams, then, you know, Tennessee has shown they can still get beat. If you're South Carolina, I think this loss makes you make sure that you've, you've evaluated every aspect of the program this offseason so that if you do get the right talent in here, you're in place to, to do something with it. Uh, but, you know, like you said, you, you sort of have to uh, make sure you still see the forest and don't get blinded by the trees. This obviously was an ugly loss, but 
it doesn't really affect South Carolina in the big picture other than to to be an example of, hey, there's been a lot of progress, but there's a lot there's still a ways to go. And to me it starts with the line play. That's something that has got to be fixed, starting with the offensive line, but obviously the defensive front as well. But if you if if you get beat like South Carolina did up front, then it's not going to matter that you have a Jake Bentley. It's not going to matter that you have next year all your playmakers back on offense and you add a Tyson Williams at running back. South Carolina will have the still talent to be a solid offense next year. But I think this game still was, it serves as a reminder the offensive line has got to get fixed. So, you know, in some ways, this is a game that I think can't. There's, there's no way this game's a positive. That's I'm not remotely spinning that. But if if you're South Carolina, you have to try to use this game um, to motivate and to to make areas of the program other than just hey, we need more talent that need to be improved. Clemson's 11-1 and now. They head to Orlando, Florida to take on Virginia Tech in the ACC championship game. And a Clemson win there will certainly put them into the college football playoff for the second year in a row. So Carolina falls to 6-6, six and six, and the Gamecocks now waiting to find out their bowl opponent and their bowl destination. Emerson Phillips with Wes Mitchell here on Gamecock Central Radio. We invite you to download the Gamecock Central Radio app. We've got this free phone app that allows you to listen to our podcast on your cell phone, anywhere you receive cell phone service. It is a free app, and you can download it on the App Store and on Google Play. To subscribe to our podcast, search for Gamecock Central Radio on iTunes, SoundCloud, and other popular services, or visit radio.gamecockcentral.com. Wes, immediately after the game, Gamecock coaches set about recruiting immediately after the game. Muschamp has said repeatedly that recruiting will be the way out of this hole that the Gamecocks have been in the last couple of years. And there were pictures on the Internet this weekend on Sunday. In fact, Gamecock coaches in the homes of a number of recruits, including Jamias Williams, the cornerback out of Georgia. Travars Robinson was in his home this weekend. And Gamecock coaches getting busy recruiting right after the game, Wes. Yeah, and, you know, Muschamp uh, hit on that uh, a couple of different times in the press conference as well. Uh, and that, that's what South Carolina's got to do. And they uh, – you know, they, they put the actions behind those words. They were immediately out on Sunday. Uh, Jamias Williams, you know, I think you look at South Carolina's needs. Uh, they've got needs all over, obviously. But, um, you know, one of the best defensive backs in the country, he's someone that will absolutely play right away. And, you know, South Carolina, South Carolina needs depth in the secondary as well. So this uh, it's very, very important for them to fill a bunch of those holes in the secondary. And uh, he, he's a big part of that. So, you know, it, it seems like just from the looks of things that, the staff has has hit their committed guys uh, for the most part first, as in let's get out there and make sure these guys know just how important they are to the calls. Make sure they know you know you're still being recruited like you're uncommitted, even though you're see all the committed guys, check in on them, and then circle back and start seeing all the top uncommitted guys that they're going after but uh seeing the committed guys has certainly been a priority so far just based on uh sort of uh the, the way things well, the way it appears they're attacking this thing all right Wes, do you feel like this game sort of indoctrinated Muschamp and this new staff and a lot of these young players that the Gamecocks have got to the South Carolina Clemson rivalry yeah you know I, I think that this that was that was a night that I think those players and those coaches 
uh, you know, will not soon forget. And, uh, you know, it was an absolute dismantling. Um, you know, Clemson showed how far off South Carolina is. Uh, the Gamecocks ran into a buzzsaw on, on that given night. But, uh, you know, if you're South Carolina, like I said, you have to find some way to use it as motivation to try and sort of take another step as a program. And, you know what, it, people are going to have to be realistic. It's going to take time. We all saw the gap. And, you know, granted, that's, I've seen a little bit of sentiment like, well, how did South Carolina keep it close last year and get blown out this year? Well, you know, if, I always thought one of Steve Spurrier's best uh, lines was every game stands on its own merit. So, you know, any given day, you know, Clemson turned the ball over last year. South Carolina was at home. They got some momentum and made it a football game. In the case of the game this past Saturday, Clemson's at home. They jump on South Carolina early, and the game's over before it really even starts. So, you know, if if you look at it, you can't really compare one year to the next, but you do just have to look at this game and say, South Carolina, still a long, long ways to go. I, I thought when you look at the talent difference with South Carolina and Florida a few weeks ago, and now South Carolina and Clemson, while there's been progress and there's a bunch of young players that are going to be they're going to be really good one day. Those guys obviously were inexperienced as well. So, you know, I think in the long run, you want for your younger guys to use this experience to where they're more comfortable playing in that setting in the future. We told you last week here on Gamecock Central Radio that Clemson might be the best offensive football team in the country, and I think they backed that up with their performance on Saturday night. So, Wes, there were a couple of Gamecock players said that there were racial slurs directed at them during pregame Saturday night. Dabo Sweeney came out the following day on Sunday. He, he was asked about it, and he said that he asked his team about, you know, did anybody direct racial slurs at any of the Gamecock players? And he said that to a man, they all said no, they didn't. Dabo said he took their word for it. I don't know where we go from here, Wes, but do you have any comment on the racial slur allegations? Uh, you know, it's obviously a very, you know, right now it's one person, you know, their word against South Carolina's word. Right. You know, uh it's a very sensitive topic, obviously. I do know that all, all I can say on that is that I have, you know, I've, I've known Bryson Allen Williams since uh, he was, what, maybe a sophomore in high school. Um, and if if Bryson Allen Williams says something, then I believe Bryson Allen Williams. So, uh, you know, that that's obviously a very sensitive thing and, and should never be taken. I, I know... You know how you know how in football games some things are always going to be said. There's going to be trash talk, but obviously that is a line that should never, ever be crossed. So uh, I, I don't know where you go from here. If you know one side said it, the other side denies it. I don't really know where it can go from here. But um, my initial thought on that was: if Bryson says it happened, then it happened. One Gamecock freshman said after the game that the loss was embarrassing and that South Carolina would have this game circled on the schedule next year. Talk to our fans, Wes. You know, don't you feel like this is a game that South Carolina should have circled on the schedule every year? Oh yeah, it, it's going to be circled every year, and you know, I, I think that ultimately, um, other than the racial stuff, because that that's to me that's like I said, that's crossing a line. Yeah. But the, the the other stuff, you know, just the the game is circled. Um, you know, 
disrespected, all all that stuff. A lot. I mean, that's talk. That's just typical rivalry stuff. And the game should be decided on the field. And you know, if uh, if Clemson wants to call timeouts late, and they're, I mean, they're just crushing South Carolina. That's that's their right to do that. So, you know, I've, I've never been into the thing of getting mad over a blowout. Um, so the, the other stuff, other than the racial stuff, um, you know, I think if you're South Carolina, yeah, you you got to go use it as motivation. But at some, you know, that stuff needs to be handled on the field. But, um, you know, it, it's one of those things where, like I like I said, I've said a couple of different times. I think. If it bothers you that bad, I think you do have to, if you're South Carolina, try to use the other parts of that, the disrespected part, the, the timeouts, all that stuff, as motivation uh, for the future. But but ultimately, South Carolina is just going to have to play better and get more good players to turn this rivalry around because ultimately that's what this game was about, is that Clemson has talented guys at every single level of their team and they also have talented backups in place as well. You know, there was times when Clemson's backups were in and South Carolina starters were still in, and Clemson is still moving the ball and still getting stops. So, you know, that that just goes to, I guess, show you how, how far off South Carolina is right yeah. now. Yeah, if there's one thing we learned Saturday night, it's just that the Gamecocks have got to get better. That's the simplest way to put it. So, Wes, let's move forward here. Talk about bowl game plans. What do you know about where the Gamecocks might be headed and who they might play in the bowl game? Yeah, you know, I, uh, it's been interesting. You had, obviously, Ole Miss losing, uh, but then uh, Vanderbilt wins and gets into the bowl conversation. Um, you know, I, I've thought that, well, I've sort of hoped for the fan base's sake that it's going to be the belt bowl um, because I think that would be obviously a, a good place for South Carolina fans to go. Um, my gut feeling has been that South Carolina ends up Birmingham Birmingham Bowl. I, I don't. I'm not going to pretend like I have, you know, some source on this that I can tell everybody what's happened because I, I don't at this at this stage. So um, we'll see. I don't want to take that as me like reporting it or anything, right? But, um, it just see, it seems like Birmingham would, would make sense when you look at the bowl pecking order at this point. But you know, it, the bowls are a little bit different this year in that, and they have been the last couple of years in that the the conference after you get to a certain point, the conference sort of selects where each team is going to go. So they sort of select it to where uh, the matchups make a little more sense than they did when just the actual bowls were selecting who they wanted. So, you know, could South Carolina get, I don't want to say lucky, but could South Carolina be fortunate and, and go to a better bowl than Birmingham just because there's a better matchup somewhere else or just because uh, it would make more sense for travel? Because, I mean, the, the Belt Bowl has got to know that South Carolina versus some fairly local ACC team would would be very close to a sellout. But I don't know if South Carolina has the resume to make that happen. Okay. Wes, any chance that the Gamecocks end up playing NC State? You know, South Carolina opens with NC State next year in Charlotte, neutral site game up at the Panther Stadium. Any chance that the Gamecocks and Wolfpack meet in this bowl season? You know, I think that would be a fun matchup. Um, but, you know, you would think with the fact they're opening with each other next year that as much as the conferences and stuff can sort of uh, – Cues now who's going where. I wouldn't think they would make that matchup, but 
Um, you know, I, I guess you never know. But to me, it, it would probably it, it would probably make sense for them to go a different direction because of the fact that they do open up and they open up on a neutral site next year as well. So essentially, they're playing on a bowl game to open next year versus playing in one um, this offseason. Yeah, there's been some talk that it could be. You know, maybe South Carolina, NC State in the Belt Bowl in Charlotte. I've also heard speculation that it could be the Gamecocks and the Wolfpack in the Independence Bowl in Shreveport, Louisiana. But it's all speculation at this point, Wes. And as soon as we have more information on the Gamecocks Bowl destination, we will pass it along here on Gamecock Central. Absolutely, man. All right, Wes, appreciate your time today. Sounds good, man. We'll talk to everybody soon. All right, that's Wes Mitchell and I'm Emerson Phillips. We'll have plenty more on the Gamecocks Bowl destination coming up here on Gamecock Central Radio. Thanks for being with us. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.